Hello, and welcome to the 101st episode of Kinda Geeky. I'm actually sitting here on location, probably not allowed to say this at Sony Pictures. <laughs> um, I'm actually, this is another interview episode today, and I'm sitting with a guest that I met um, a few months back at WonderCon. I was, uh, I'm probably going to say her name wrong, Joni Brasa was at her, his booth, because she's working on this uh, new show, so... I got a chance to talk to him, and we said, hey, it'd be really great to have him as an interview on the podcast and talk more about what he's working on. So I have with me today the uh, creator, producer, main man behind uh, the Oracle of Outer Space, a new animated show that he's working on with several wonderful people that really needs to be made. So uh, first of all, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing all right. The traffic was not bad heading down here. I know, especially for Culver City. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And by the way, it's Joni Barosis. I know. See, I knew I was going to fuck go. it up. Okay. See, she can yell at me later. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, first of all, let's get into you a little bit. We'll get a little geeky in a little while. But um, So, since you're... You're the creator of this, but what what else do you do? Like, was this your first, like, animated idea, or do you have a day job where you work in production, or... This was my, I think this is my first actual animated show that I'm actually executing. I oh. had I had, a, I had one that I was working on a concept years ago, and then I stepped away from working on that, and then this one came back, and I was like, I'm, this is the one I'm going to do. And how long has this been a concept or in, like, creation for you? Probably a couple of years. Okay. Not too bad. It, it got going pretty quickly once, once I got the idea together and decided to launch it. It was like, all right. We're doing this. It's happening now. Oh, sorry. I forgot to ask right away, too. Where can people find information on this show? Right now, uh, the main place is carlkingdom.com. That's my website. Your own kingdom. Okay, yep. we got it. We I got have it. my own kingdom. <laughs> um, yeah, I also have to say, like, when I was watching um, the video that you had at WonderCon and seeing some of the people attached to it, it really looks amazing. Even my uh, podcast podcast co-host Julio was impressed by some of the uh, voice actors you got so like how did it kind of come together can you talk about that a little bit or sure okay yeah it came together with first of all the whole thing behind the show is I was a huge Art Bell fan uh wife and I were out on vacation on a road trip in Las Vegas we driving around the desert we we decided hey let's drive out to Pahrump try to find Art Bell's place do you know who Art Bell is I actually, I'm horrible with names, so That's I fine. don't. So Art Bell was this legendary AM radio host, and he was on all night, pretty much every night, whenever you were driving in the desert or on a road trip with your friends or whatever, middle of the night, truckers would listen to him, and it was like a call-in uh, interview show, uh, kind of a lot of times they'd have open lines, so just weirdos would call in okay. and tell ghost stories, aliens... And now, was this L.A. based, or is this, like, throughout the U.S.? It's, it was all over the United States, oh, wow. syndicated everywhere on okay. AM radio. Okay, so you would drive, like, 10 miles and lose the signal and tune your station again. Until you find him to, again. Yeah. Like, i got to find our bell. Where yeah, is he? Yep. Okay. And you could just listen all night. If you were driving all night, you know, when I was, like, 25 years old or whatever, out with my friends driving around Florida, oh, nice. driving between <laughs> Venice and Orlando many times, I would listen to Art Bell on the way back and forth. See, and that's a little, like, insider thing I want to just break there. We are both from Florida. Both Orlando yeah. and you're from... Venice. Yeah, so not a little, little distance, but still Couple central hours. Florida area. So. Yeah. So that's how we can come together and do this podcast. Mm-hmm. So, but no, sorry, continue with that. So I was huge into Art Bell ever since 95 or so I got into listening to him. Uh, listening to him all night. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, that that's... 
Yeah, that's just a radio show. So how's the idea of this? Okay. Right. <laughs> so I was drive. We were driving out in the middle of nowhere. We were out. We went out by Area 51. Oh, nice. And we stopped at this little creepy uh, visitor shop that was inside like a trailer or something. Oh, wait, Very Area 51 shop? Yeah. Oh, wow. Like Area 51 has like a visitor center that's unofficial, like this, these kooky people that set up no way. A, a cafe in a trailer. <laughs> okay, that's So awesome. you like can go into this trailer and like, like it's kind of like a, w- what's it called? Like a double wide trailer yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah. I like a, one of those Like a mobile home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> kind of bolted so, to the ground but can't be moved if possible. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, there's like nothing else around for miles and miles and miles just in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and you just hope that you'll make it to this weird little cafe. So wait, is it like right along the fence? or It's like right in the middle of nowhere. It's no, like, uh, it's, but isn't there like a fence for Area 51? Pr- you can't even, be, it or? takes a long time to even get to the fence. Like you have oh. to go off-roading oh, shit. to even okay. like get out there. You need like an SUV and So it's basically you gas. get to the cafe and you just stare at Area 51. <laughs> no, you just stare at the cafe. Okay. <laughs> And so I was just, I was getting this vibe because I was sitting there and I noticed all these famous people that I had followed, all these conspiracy theorists from way back then and alien authors and all of this stuff, all had like Polaroids yeah. who had visited there. Oh, wow. That's and like awesome. had their, their picture on the wall. So I'm like sitting there in a booth and like there's a photo of, you know, Art Bell or whoever, you know, yeah. Whitley Strieber and stuff. Like, holy shit, this is, they were here in this creepy little Everyone came thing. To this all the weirdos place. came to this one place. <laughs> Anyway, so I was I was kind of like thinking in my mind about doing some sort of animation thing and like that the two locked up. I was like that's it. Ah. That's what it's going to be. I'm going to try to be inspired by Art Bell and make an animated show about the last AM radio space the last AM radio station in outer space. Yeah. And how they're trying to save it or that- <clears throat> Yeah, and they're always they're going out of business. It's terrible, malfunctioning, everything's falling apart. It's going to explode any minute. I think that was my favorite part when you're talking about all that stuff. I was like, that just sounds awesome. So everything's going to go wrong and they have to try and correct it, basically. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> and then how do you kind of get uh, uh, act, voice actors and writers? Like, did you just like, here's a script? Or did you know most of these people throughout the industry before? Or I knew a few of them. I had worked with Dweezil Zappa a lot in the past several years, like four or five years. He was in one of my documentaries years ago. Oh, nice. And... Actually, I met Dweezil because he liked an animation I did myself of Frank Zappa. Oh, wow. Cool. And he saw <laughs> so it and contacted me, and he wanted me to do some animations for him. And we never ended up getting that going, but I started doing all this video production for him. Oh, cool. So I was like his video guy for a long time. When he was doing a video, putting together a tour, I'd go and film the shows and blah, blah, blah. Right. Did he get you other work, too? Like, hey, get, go to this guy. Or like, um, who's your guy to go to? A little bit, but I'm, I, was, I think I'm usually trying to not get more work. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Uh, Tone down on some of the work you're doing. <laughs> yeah. So um, I knew Dweezil, and so I was able to be like, hey, you want to do this thing? And sure. And he had just played on my record before that. So it was, you know, we're on friendly enough terms like, yeah. hey, you want to do this thing? Okay, sure, I'll do the thing. So we actually went to Steve Vai's house and recorded Dweezil, uh, Dweezil's parts at Steve's studio when Steve wasn't there. Oh, wow. So that was kind of funny. Um, so I knew Dweezil. I knew John Schnepp. From Metalocalypse, oh, that's awesome. producer of that. Uh, I do know who that is, loosely. <laughs> uh, I've done a bunch of stuff with John, and he's very funny and very creative, weirdo guy who makes crazy, crazy shit. That Am I allowed to say the SHIT yeah, no, yeah. word? We can cuss all we want on this. I definitely say it's uncensored, so yeah. Cool. Fuck it. <laughs> um, 
so we had done stuff before together so it was really easy to be like hey i've got this thing okay i'll you know let's do it thursday or whatever blah blah, blah. That's um so then yeah, oh, I, I gotta interrupt real quick i'm sorry but how many things do you do like for too your, many okay i was about to say like you're editing videos doing animation yeah it's working too on many this, things so. too many um do you find time to sleep Oh, yeah, I'm super lazy now. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, like intentionally, that's been my big thing this year is like Sit intentionally back. doing nothing oh, as much nice. as possible. That's what you need in life sometimes, so it works out nicely. But. Yeah. So, Joni Brosis, I yeah. met at a convention. The reason I ended up, uh, I think maybe you brought up the topic of like, oh, that's really cool that you got these cosplayers yeah, to be in the show. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, Leanna Vamp. <clears throat> Leanna Vamp. And Joni Brasa, and then... Joni Brosis. Oh, fuck, see, I did it again. That's fine. <laughs> She'll kill me in, pub, in person next time. And there's so. <laughs> a, another um, sort of TV show host, uh, Clark Wolf. Clark Wolf? Clark Wolf. Okay. TV show host? Yeah. Um, oh, wait, yeah, Clark Wolf. Yeah, yeah okay, Clark yeah, Wolf. sorry. Yep. Wow, that's a good cast. And then who else do we have? We have uh, Ebony Amber is another female in the show. So, basically, I had been listening to this podcast called... The Bechtel cast. You ever Bechtel heard of that? Cast? No. The Bechtel cast. No, who's, who does it? I need some water oh, for a moment. Gotcha. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I think we're both parched right now. So. <laughs> Sitting outside in Culver City, we'll do that to you. <laughs> so at some point, I discovered this podcast called The Bechtel cast. And it's a play on the term Bechtel test. Mm. Have you heard of this? Where Sorry, I was a, drinking, but yeah. In a TV show or movie or script, the test is are there. Two female characters that talk to each other and not about a man. So real conversation, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so I thought about that, and I was like, oh, and I listened to a bunch of these episodes, and one of the hosts was very funny. I didn't end up asking her to be in this show for some reason. I don't know why. This uh, comedian, Jamie Loftus, okay. who's hilarious. Uh, anyway, because of that, it got me thinking... I should try to balance this and have females in the show. Oh, God. Just yeah. because, like, I'm looking at my, my last album. It was almost all dudes. Oh, it's wow. like all these... Your wife wasn't folk. hitting you going, like, She did female, a little bit. Females. Yeah. Females. No. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, I wanted to include some females, so yeah. I just thought, like, who are some, you know, act, actress females that I'm aware of who could do something like this? Or some of the would, roles. Or it'd be interesting place, yeah. to... To get someone who doesn't normally do this stuff, who would fit into it very well. Which, with the cosplayers, yeah, that was a good fit. Yeah. And I Joni did an amazing job. She was the first person that I recorded for it. Oh, wow. So she came in, and she'd never done voice Now, was she, before. did she fly out from She was from Salt Utah. Lake? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so she came here. Uh, she was coming to Disneyland in two weeks. So oh, I was nice. like, all right, let's <laughs> let's record. So you did it in like, whole trip. I gotta get all this. I gotta get the script ready in two weeks. Oh wow! Yeah. Who was the next person you recorded then? Was it Le- Leanna Vamp or no? That's a good question, but I'm not sure. Okay. I don't recall. And uh, you kind of finished. Uh, you had. To oh, Mike Keneally is in this also. Mike Keneally. He's uh, he was in Frank Zappa's band and Steve Vai's band oh. and uh, amazing musician and hilarious guy with a lot of common interests in comedy and stuff like that. He played in uh, Death Clock. Oh really? He was one. He was the guitarist of Death oh, Clock. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. Like I said, I'm terrible with names, but you tell me what they've been, and I'm like, I love that person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, he. I drove down to San Diego and met him at a hotel, and we recorded on the bed in the hotel oh, room. Wow. The recorder we recorded. So it, it, it's, it's, and that was for all the like, because this originally started. Oh, uh, uh, sorry. This originally started on Kickstarter. Right? Yes. So 
you did all this before putting this on Kickstarter and had the little like demo video you had there, or you started the Kickstarter and started putting some of this together? I launched the Kickstarter. I think I asked just a couple of people first. Yeah. I was like, can you be in, on board with this thing so that I can announce the Kickstarter? Exactly. Yes. Okay. Boom. Launch the Kickstarter. Get the rough animations together. Yeah. And then start casting people. Wow. Like every week announce another person. We got this person. We got this person. We got this person. Now, did you do Kickstarter in a way where if someone contributed thousands of dollars, or they have a part in the show, or they get Well, I wasn't smart enough to ask for thousands, so oh, it, was, no. it was only 250 <laughs> ah, uh, to be how, a, yeah. How fast did you meet your goal? That's a good question. I don't recall. Maybe like halfway through or three quarters of the way wow, through. Wow, really? Yeah. That's awesome. But we didn't go far beyond the goal, and I set it relatively low because yeah. I didn't want to. I see too many people... With Except Kickstarters yeah, come and go, and they're like, I'm going to get $500,000. Like, no, you're not. No, you're not. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to get $50. You're not the next uh, Veronica Mars yeah. movie. I'm sorry. That's not going to be that. So, <laughs> And I have to say, it is a month-long marathon of trying to find ways to tell a story online to attract attention to get people to spend Oh, I'm 20 sure, bucks or yeah. 50 bucks or 100 bucks because well, it's their money you, it's not you have easy. to talk somebody into going giving up going, wait i worked for this and you want yeah. me to just give it to you to make something yeah <laughs> so it's been very difficult i think it was my third or fourth kickstarter and all of them have been successful so far That's but awesome. i try to keep them you know around ten thousand, depending but i was really scared of, of this one uh you know i'm always i'm always scared when i do one like well, how am i gonna how am i gonna there, make it so to yeah. the ten thousand? you know but like when it hits it are you like <laughs> thank god or like okay can we get a little more than that for back at work just just i'm just uh really extremely relieved when it finally reaches the goal i'm mostly relieved but then i think well what if someone pulls out does it does it cancel i don't know i just always wonder are they going to take the are they going to take it all back and it's going to oh man you're on your way yeah but and so Kickstarter ended, and then you were doing a, another page after that, or just Carl's Kingdom now? That's everything. Uh, well, it's on Indiegogo. It's Indie continuing, okay. but it's, there's not much activity there. It's where we're just focused on getting the actual work done now. It's all funded. So, okay. Yeah, we're all good. So, uh, as soon as that ten thousand dollars came through, turned around, wrote a check to Lance. Here well, you go, so Lance. Basically, it all goes in for the animation cost. Yeah, <laughs> and I sent it to him like uh, in December or something. Yeah. And uh, it took me until, like, last month to finally get the audio cut. And everybody recorded and everything wow. synced up and trimmed and down and the, um, dialogue. Yeah. That you're working on right yep. now. Yeah. Yep. The, it, for the first 12-minute episode. Now, how, uh, I got a Hollywood question, basically. So how does that work with the animated pilot? Do you still bring that to, like, when pilot season starts? Or is that completely different? You're just basically uh, pitching to uh, studios and stuff like that to try and get it picked up. The way I do things might seem weird. Or are you allowed to talk about this too? No, yeah, no, no. Yeah, I don't, I, some, no, some no, things no. are closed off in no, Hollywood. So. It's almost like there's nothing to talk about because I have created this thing entirely in a bubble. <laughs> and I thought, I'm going to make this first episode. I'm going to get it done myself and do the entire episode. Yeah. And then it's done. And then I'm like, now we'll figure out what to do with it. And then we'll go from there. Okay. Yeah. And <laughs> so I try to stay as realistic as possible with that stuff because I see so many people will get caught up in the, the distraction of what's this studio going to think of it? What is this person? What All this worrying and second through. guessing and blah, blah. I'm just going to make a crazy show with my friends and do it. And okay. then when it's done, then we'll talk about, you know, 
doing something with it. And it's a passion project. So you yeah. can see it like in your face at everyone that was at the booth. Like everyone cares about it. Like it's not like we want to get this show out because we think it's going to be good. It's like, no, we want to get the show out because it's weird, stupid, and fun at the same time. And what it's going to be might be awesome. But, but yeah, like I, the overconfidence thing, is, not having overconfidence is great. I understand setting realistic goals. We've kind of brought that up on a couple of my previous mm. podcasts. Mm-hmm. So just... I like how you're saying, no, no, be very realistic what what you think you can achieve with the demo, with the money goals you set, all that. Because, yeah, if you shoot for the moon, you don't really get that that often. Yeah, I mean, some people do. Who knows? But I'm I'm a person who tries to control what I can control with it's in my power to, what is that, some sort of serenity prayer? I think so, something like that. Grant me the, I'm not an an alcoholic or a religious person, but it's... uh, <laughs> Grant me the serenity to change the things I can change. Oh, I'm able to affect, and anyway, anything that I'm not it. able to affect will yeah. just move on or not. Yeah, a, uh, yeah I, I don't know that full prayer either, actually. Right, <laughs> um, uh, but it's it's like that. Yeah. It's like wh- what can I actually do? Like I can do this. I can be responsible for the pilot and make it, and that's the extent of my control. Other people's opinions and everything now else. Now we'll deal with the, the next step once that's done. Oh wow! Um, from the money part you brought up earlier too is. So the, all the money from Kickstarter went to him. Did you? So everyone else basically it's a passion project for right now. Everybody else was paid out of pocket from me. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. So I just here's several hundred dollars many times. Here's. Have you done it with your other projects before? Or oh yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So I I pretty much lose money on on the the first documentary I did actually has been making small amounts of money yeah. over the years. Oh wow! So it's like a few thousand dollars. A few thousand dollars. So it's still making it up is what yeah. you're saying, basically. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we've made a few thousand dollars on the first Morgan Ogren documentary. And then the album I did, I lost money. And then this Oracle thing, I lost money. So far. It's not so done far. yet. So far, right. You're still in the process yeah. of everything. So. Yeah, but that's all right. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about the other projects, but we'll get back to you in a second I want uh, and the project itself. Mm-hmm. But I want to kind of get to a kind of geeky topic right now since Uh-oh. we're already 20 minutes in. Um, are, are you a gamer? I... I I have to avoid being a gamer. So you used to be. Oh yeah. Okay, so this this I have to ask that because a couple of people I've talked to recently aren't. But um, this is your video game evolution. So we're gonna start at the console you first started with to whatever you've played recently. We're just gonna talk about a couple games per console if you can remember. So what was your very first console? But I have to go way back. That's fine. All I started right, with dude. Atari. So All right. Well, this was uh, around that time. This was a TRS-80. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So I played Dungeons of Daggerath like a madman. Nice. Do you happen to know this game? I've heard of it. I've never played it. Dungeons of Daggerath, it was all typing. Yeah. There was no joystick back then. So. Sorry. Sorry. I had to drink and he had to take a quiet moment there. That kind of, you know, that it wasn't an improper pause. <laughs> Dungeons of Daggerath, very crappy graphics, black and white. Yeah. Uh. You had to type everything, and you had to fight these monsters. And you had you had two hands to hold objects and a backpack. Okay. So you had to, you know, uh, attack right, A space R enter. Wow. So attack with your right hand with the sword. <laughs> space R enter. That's A awesome. space R enter. So you get into this. Oh, good. Then A, A space this, left enter for left A hand. A space L oh, yeah, okay. is A space this little triangle. A oh space yeah. L, A space oh L. God! Wow. <laughs> so that was. 35 years ago 35 years ago that I was doing that and I still remember the little motions that, on the keyboard well, I mean it's something you were passionate about and I'm so. still looking for Dungeons of Dag- Daggerath Dungeons of Daggerath 
If, you want to uh, put it on your modern PC I now? Wanna, I want to try to find oh, it. Oh, wow. Okay, maybe someone on the podcast will find it for yeah. you. <laughs> uh, after that, what was your next console? That well, was more a PC, right? Yeah. Or that was just a TRS-80, yeah, so I mean, it, was, it was... It was, it was yeah, a console. It was the first type My of... dad wouldn't get me an Atari because he what? said it was for dummies or something. He said, I'm going to get you a computer. Yeah, okay. And he got me a TRS-80 where I had to write my own games and stuff like that. Well, see, that makes you intelligent. Smart. Yeah. He, he, he wasn't wrong there because you have to learn stuff with that. Too. But I think I learned some motor skills with the A-Space R Enter. Probably, yeah. Because um, I started I out with A-Space L Enter, and that was, you know, tricky. And then I figured out, oh, the right hand, A-Space R. There <laughs> That's <you go>. awesome. <laughs> because, le- le- you know, attack left is like left, hand, left finger triangle. Oh yeah. Everybody think of their keyboard layout now. Where the L and R are. This is just alternating. Yeah, true. Okay. I didn't think about that. So much more efficient. So that helps with drumming and playing guitar. Really, guys, find this game. Find this game for him. But after that. So then, my really my next addiction after that with video games. Dry throat. Okay. Damn, Culver City. Sorry. No, it's fine. Uh, like I said, uh, we're sitting outside on the Sony lawn. I don't may be in trouble for that, but. <laughs> All right. City of Heroes. Wow, that's a long jump. So wait, you didn't do Nintendo. You didn't do barely. Wow, so like so, no Mario Brothers, no Zelda, no barely, none of that. Barely. No Sega Genesis, all that. You I just... mean, I was aware of those, and I'd go to the arcade with my friends or whatever oh, so and mess with that person? stuff. A little bit. Okay, so, but then. Uh, MCSoft City Heroes was 2000, I believe. I was playing it in about 2003. Okay. I was playing, yeah, uh, that was one of my, that, that I feel was one of the best uh, costume, character creation games that has yes. ever come out. You could make weird characters. Yes, and everyone's like, DC Universe Online is great. I'm like, no, it's very simplistic. Very yeah. simplistic. I, I Okay, so d- I've brought this up before, and I've never had anyone else who's played that game, actually. So... For that game, do you remember just making your character and then going to the city center, not anything, and just doing the fashion show, where you would just stand in a line and someone would walk down the line, judge you in the best costume, they'd hand you a prize. Like it was no, it was I never saw sponsored. the fashion show. It wasn't. It was no. under the big guy holding the. Globe. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, people would just line up there. In like and Galaxy like, City or something. Yeah, yeah. And people yeah. would just go, "That costume's the best," <laughs> and yeah. you get a prize for it. Uh, what was your hero type in that? I was a. Not a blaster, but a not a defender. What was it called? A tank. Oh, okay. Basically yeah, a tank, yeah. if that's what they were called in the yeah, game. Brutes, were they called I tanks? I thought it was brute. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I was a little fireball guy. Oh, nice. <laughs> I was like three feet tall, and my my character's name was uh, Fists of Flame. Have you wait? So do you have a set gamer name, or do you switch your gamer names up? I probably just change it up. I okay. don't know. Yeah. But anyway, I'd play that game for 24 hours, sleep eight hours, play yeah. it for 20 hour, 24 hours, sleep eight hours. So you get on this weird cycle of seeing the sun go up and down. How many times did you fight the Kraken? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but did, you, did you play City of Villains when it came out too? I or? did. Yeah. I played City of Villains. Now, did you give up on City of Heroes when you went to City of Villains, or did you play Tanner? No, I just play both. Okay. I had a, an addiction with starting a new character, playing to like 20th level, Yeah. and starting a new character. What? Wait, so you never got to, like, level 40 with anybody? Mm-mm. What? They never get their true abilities. <laughs> so I wanted, to, I wanted to keep playing different character types. I wanted to learn how to be a defender. I wanted to learn how to be a healer. Uh, and so I was just like, well, was how that so do you I... Could work well in a party together or just... Something. And okay. something in me wanted to figure out all of these different roles. That's awesome. And I felt like it somehow helped me in life. I don't, I don't know why. Now then with... Uh, 
we'll get back to the evolution, but I want to ask it with that game, with City of Heroes and City of Villains that were out then, do you feel like the MMORPGs are kind of weak today? Like the wheel, worlds look good, but character creation, even weapons, and some of the powers are very limited and lackluster compared to like, uh, WoW's even like tame, I feel. So like City yes. of Heroes, City of Villains, uh, Planet Side when it first came out, um, What's another big one? Freelancer. Freelancer was a big game. But. The thing with City of Heroes was that you could get super speed and super jump. Yep. And then you could jump all the way across a city in like two jumps yep. or one jump <laughs> all the way, way up in the air and hit the ceiling and come back down. Those were my powers. Jump onto a skyscraper. <laughs> I had a big hulking dude. <laughs> and it was a 3D, fast-paced, like you could zoom out and attack somebody, fly in, attack oh, them, yeah. zoom, fly around them, attack them. So it was this constant 3D action and then when i went to world of warcraft it was like i just stand there and i hit a button it attacks i can't fly around and jump around and do things so it was like i'm just stuck here and then i go to hit like well i gotta go to this other world okay hold a button down for a long time and the guy's just like or you get on slow motion and you're like just go faster yeah (laughs) it's, it's, it's horrible so that was the best thing about city of heroes is being able to just haul ass everywhere it was so well, fun. Yeah, especially with superpowers. You can definitely yeah. get through anywhere. Like, wait, there's a raid going on there? I'll be there in two minutes. Yes. <laughs> uh, after City of Heroes City of Villains, what was your next game? Or is this where it kind of ends? <laughs> I did get into World of Warcraft, but obviously not as much as some people. Yeah. I actually know somebody whose wife pretty much threw her life away on World of Warcraft. Like, lost everything. Really? With a, with a World of Warcraft addiction. No way. <laughs> I know people crazy. have gotten married It ended in divorce. Oh, no. It ended in bankruptcy. Like, mental hospital stuff. So she's in the mental hospital, still playing a while right Maybe. Now. I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. But it really... She was like a normal person before that. And wow. she really went over the edge. And just eat your soul, man. Yeah. Like, I have to do this raid. These people left me on a raid. I have to do it again. Like, yeah. no, maybe you just don't do the raid. <laughs> yeah. So no. I did get into World of Warcraft a bit, but not. It, I, I couldn't get stuck in it like I did with uh, City of Heroes. Okay. Uh, did you go to any other multiplayer games, or did you get another console after that, or this is where the gaming kind no of no consoles, off? Uh, all computer stuff. The last thing that I really got into for maybe a few weeks or something, and then that started eating away at my PayPal account was uh, there's some sort of Dungeons and Dragons game. That's what? like a, a sort of a screensaver kind of thing. What is it called? The Idle Heroes of the Forgotten Realm or something? I don't know what you're talking about. Really? Yeah. It's weird. You set up these little guys, these little icons on your screen in a little window, and then they just keep attacking in a formation, and they just kill things, and That's you awesome. just kind of click. Oh, so it's a click game. It's kind of a okay. click game. Okay. But uh, you can start, being, like, at some point you can't get past this level yeah unless you have to you have to pay five bucks to get some whatever to get some gold to buy something how much money did you spend in that game well not a lot but <laughs> it's, it's like you know i just started realizing like hmm i'm starting to get kind of crazy and spend 25 bucks here and there and i'm like why game. am i doing yeah. this yeah I, I do the same thing in one of my mobile <laughs> games i'm like why am i spending physical cash in yeah this? So it started sucking a little money away, and then, and then I got caught up in some doing some other stuff. And, and now you're working I, on all your... Yeah. Well, I mean, 
even though it wasn't many, but you're like you said, it was starting to suck. Like that, that's one thing I love about video games. It is a passion in our life. You started a long time ago playing. You were, you still remember all the process for your attack patterns, and you were still playing up to a couple months ago till you realized, hey, I need to set this aside. But there are times where I feel like somehow it's good for my brain to do nothing but play video games all day. Yeah, because it takes. I don't you know why out. that is, and it seems like a lazy thing almost like a bad lifestyle but every once in a while when I get in a creative slump or I'm not I don't I'm not really going somewhere with my life at the moment or don't have a project yeah. I'll like need to go into this like I'm just going to play a game obsessively for three or four days oh. and then you know what I mean like no, no, I don't, see, I think and then I won't like, do it for years you need that time to just shut down completely <clears throat> think about something else and a game's always great for that because it like if all the stress in your life and all that you can just forget about and even if it's like the 30 minutes that you fall into the storyline of the game you're just like oh my god that character's good and then it takes you away from everything else the so. best feeling is to come out of it and realize and i get this feeling like oh i forgot who i was for a little while like and it's a good feeling like refreshing like okay now i can reconnect who am i again okay ah i took a break from who i am and you're like now back to the real world which, okay. is, which is fine <laughs> But it's a, it's a it's a vacation from yeah. yourself in a way. That's nice. Like at least in my mind. But do you really take a three year gap before you go back to a game? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, there was a game I played a few years ago called Civilization. Yeah, that game. And that one sucked me in. Yeah. Where I was like, I need to master this game, and I just obsess and you know play it on one device until it goes dead. Plug that one in. Get the other device. Get the laptop. Play it on there. See? Go downstairs. Play it on the other computer until that you know. Okay, the phone's good again. I get back in bed and play it again. I stopped playing that game for the dumbest reason. Is on Xbox on <clears throat> consoles you have achievements, and all those achievements are five and ten, five and ten, so or twenty or th so. It's even number denomination, five yeah. or zeros. Yeah. Civ Civilizations did one, two, and th I have a gamer score of twelve hundred thirty-one. And I'm like, why am I at that number? It looks so bad that I was like, I'm not playing this game anymore. I don't need yeah. any uneven numbers. But yeah, like the Civilizations, the Black and Whites, the Command and Conquers, all those real-time strategy games, those will eat. Because you want to build up your entire civilization, make sure they don't get destroyed. See what I love the process of building a system. Yeah. Like I'm addicted to building systems. Like how do things work? Like making an animated show. There's all of these steps. It's a hierarchy. Now, so it's so, like, let's build this process and build this system and make it work. Now, okay, now I know how that works. I'm going to go build this other thing and make it work. That's what I've done over and over. And you just keep things. trying different projects? Oh, yeah. sorry, just, yeah, the passion with video games. I just uh, So thank <coughs> you for fine. sharing your passion with video yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. That was really cool. You brought up a couple games that I'm really happy about, so thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, get, get back to what you were just saying. I'm sorry about that with the whole... No, I don't know. I mean, it's it's like the same thing. I get... I get really hooked on building systems and making them function and then being like, okay, I did that. Now I'm going to go make another system function. So is, is, have you changed a lot of, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for, projects just to see how you can learn it? Yeah. Oh, wow. And out of those projects, have you had any fail miserably that you can think of? I don't know. Or it's because think you about learned that. it, you sat down, you figured out what needed to be done, but it basically all succeeded because you found the proper way to get it launched. Or, I think so. I think okay. I usually figure out the way to do it. Or else I just stop at some point where I'm like, oh, this is not going to work right now. I need to go do something else. So then question for you. So when you're in one of those, like, I, I know you're passionate about it, but when you're in one of those and you hit a roadblock, what's one of the main things that you do to keep you going with the project? 
Well, what would be a roadblock? I mean, just any, like, you're working on an animated show, you couldn't find somebody for that role. You've been trying for a while, and nobody's coming for that role. Or, like, you were working on a documentary, documentary. Wow, I can't speak today. And you can't find the interviews or the person you need to fill out that one section of the documentary you want to have. Or... I think maybe I only do things that I think I can succeed at. Okay. <laughs> and I, I map them out way in advance and oh, map wow. out the whole structure of it. So you're, like... Five so I don't plan, do it until I'm plan, five year plan, ten year I'm plan, just I just yeah, I just figure out every step in advance and then I have to execute that plan. So do you think that works well just for you or that should that works well for mostly anybody if they plan out I don't know. It, I mean that's what plan the, out every little aspect though, or is it just yeah. you're making guesses on what this could be? For the most part you just plan out every step like a computer program or something. But, I mean, there's some things you can't foresee, especially with a documentary or, like, yeah. making an animated show. So, like, how do you, when you hit one of those where you're like, oh, crap, okay, now i got to figure this out. Or do you just go, i got to Google it and figure it out. Well, then you have to come up with some, you have to alter the plan and make it fit because there's some, you have to, you know, um, what's the word? Compromise with reality, yes. with what is actually around you and the, the materials available. Maybe this person doesn't do that voice. Oh, or so, and you've already cast them and you're like oh I thought they'd be really good at this but they're not so then you have to okay let's change it let's change the whole thing around go the opposite direction and be like what voices can you do and yeah. pick one so, okay. and maybe they'll just do a voice and so that one that's the one and they weren't even intending to do okay. something you know I, I, compromise is a great word because yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of things that you're like you don't want to give up control of or yeah but yeah compromise sometimes you just got to tweak it a little bit so that way you can accomplish it yeah but for the most part that's not a make or break thing like if someone doesn't do a certain voice or or whatever you know one of the big here's here's one of the examples that occurred to me is making the Morgan Ogren documentary about this drummer that came from Sweden yeah he was a a drum god of mine that I listened to for a million years loved his drumming I finally got to meet him and follow him around with a camera and we raised like I don't know twelve thousand or twenty thousand dollars or something to Hire a crew and do all this stuff. Thing, yeah. Fly them over here and pay for the uh, studio and get these guests over to the studio and blah, blah, blah. Make DVDs, all this stuff. And I realized, it's kind of funny, but what I left out of that whole equation was there really was no story to the documentary. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, at, I mean, and it's not, it doesn't make... It's more the, just like interviews? Or <laughs> yeah, and it does, it's, it's sort of a biography of him in a way, like oh, a biography awesome. of where he is right now. Okay. But really, there was no before, you know, beginning, middle, end to the whole thing. And then I'm like, at the end of it, I'm like, oh... I didn't realize you have to have you that need to kind plan of, this out. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, not the whole thing was planned out really well. It's just that that wasn't included in the plan. Yeah, yeah. So then I decided if I do another documentary, I gotta get the beginning, middle, end. There's gotta. Oh, it so has, you didn't go back and add any. That, that was like this is. I that thought about it. Okay. I started. I started structuring it into a made-up, fake story, which was an absurd story, uh. to force it into a structure. Yeah. Which would have totally worked. It would have been funny and everything, but I was like, I'm just going to leave it as is. It's good enough. It's it's a story about Morgan, and it shows what he came here and did. Yeah, and as long as he liked it. Yeah, and he was happy with it. Everybody was happy with it. But there there could have been an alternate version of that movie that was very strange and twisted and added another level of confusion to it. Like, he was a drummer that came over. Was there a band he was with? Did you interview the band? He was going to be Frank Zappa's next drummer. Oh, yeah, that's what he said. I'm sorry. He was playing with Devin Townsend I don't know if you know who that is but 
he had been around forever and influenced all of these musicians like Periphery and Meshuga and all this oh, stuff. Wow. And nobody knew who he was except for those bands that had gone on to become the actual drummer. So he was yeah. like this secret unknown guy that lived in Sweden that I wanted to bring here and be like, this is him. That's awesome. Here you he is. Story. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. And he was really nice and the whole thing was, turned out really well. But that, that was an example of where something happens I don't foresee it because I just wasn't smart enough when I did the whole thing. But it still worked out. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. Like, so, like you were saying, nothing was really lost there because it still did work out in the end. So there was an bad. abandoned documentary I did. Like you had an idea? I started doing a new documentary after that. Oh, wow. And like it you was, actually started filming? And it was to... about this story of the making of Sex and Religion by Steve Vai. Yeah. I don't know if you know, even know who Steve Vai is. I know what Sex and Religion is. You know Sex and Religion? Yes. Really? Yes. My dad's a huge... Anyway, okay. <laughs> Good for your dad. Anyway, the album was a huge commercial disaster, and there was a huge amount of drama and personal, financial, crazy shit yeah. behind it that isn't talked about. So you wanted to but get... I knew all of this stuff oh. over the years, and I wanted to tell the story. I was like, this story is amazing. I've, I heard it 20 years ago yeah. from people involved with the project. That's awesome. And I started getting, I went and got Devin Townsend, singer on the album, yeah. to tell the story. And I filmed him for like four hours, telling every emotional up and down of the thing wow. and how he ended up in a mental hospital and, and all of this stuff. And he went there, too. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. And he was, you know, thanking me for letting him tell the story finally. That's awesome. And then I went to Steve and was like, Steve, here's a 20 minute version of the thing i want to do this documentary devin told me everything yeah i want to have you part of it because this was 20 years ago it's funny it's all in the past now you guys are over it you're but you're great friends now you're collaborating again now can we tell this ridiculous story yeah. this insane this spinal tap like adventure that you guys are on with with, with law, lawsuits and cra wow. crazy crazy stuff and steve was just like no what <laughs> i was like ah I the statue of limitations is over, man. Yeah. Come on. I already spent. I spent thousands of dollars oh, no. on it, renting red camera and all of this stuff, and expensive lenses. And Damn, the red camera, and seriously. And uh, so that's it didn't just happen. sitting in your basement somewhere, yeah. basically. Yeah. What? Maybe another. No, wait. Maybe one of these days yeah, exactly. the story will come out. Who knows? Well, actually, no, you you got to a point that I was kind of so. It seems like this. You're giving a voice to people that should have had a voice. Sure. Well, the radio stars, yeah. like all that stuff. That's it's like true. people, these people need to know about these people, but yeah. you're doing it in a creative and entertaining way. So that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. How did you get to that? Like, <laughs> it's just passion projects for you. Like, I really love this person, so this needs to be made. Or yeah. Okay. That's basically it. Oh, that's awesome. See, I do that too. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like sometimes I just think that certain people deserve recognition for what they've done. Agreed. No, yeah. But 100%. the world usually is not interested. No. So. That's the way it goes. We only see the face person. That's it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I do what I can with these certain little things to, to try to do something. That's really cool. Yeah. I really like that. Um, so not a, since you're not playing many games right now, are you playing a lot of movies or watching a lot of movies or not a big movie person either? Or uh, Legion. Legion. Do you know Legion? Yes. I love Legion. So I think Legion is the coolest thing on TV. It's interesting and weird. Yeah. I definitely have. To, I started the second season. I got the first episode, and I was like, I need to be in the right mind to watch this. Yeah. <laughs> but no, the first season. It was started getting very abstract and dreamlike in season two. 
Oh God, really? Yeah. But season- well, you, you you're saying you saw first, first episode, episode of season, of season two. two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But season one was just like I don't know what's real anymore. So. That's what has happened in season two, where you're just like, what am, what's happening? I don't understand anything. And uh, like to go into it a little bit because I do like that show. So yeah. now they're working on the side they were running from before. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of interesting. I'm, I'm I'm interested to see how the season goes. I do like the guy they cast as Legion, mm-hmm. and I did like the whole like pseudo Professor X is his father, but didn't say it in the first season. So yeah, it's been. I love how it's just not a superhero show. It's yes and no. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's very few powers and. It's not like I'm gonna blast you with my whatever ray, you know. It's I more mean, like it's very few powers for a man who's OP, <clears throat> like because he's very overpowerful. So yeah. it's weird to have him in a place where he's like, I'm crazy and I don't know what's going on. But it's like you can destroy everybody just like he can pull a like, <laughs> uh, infinity war and just snap fingers there and basically kill everything. So it's yeah. like, oh, you're kind of dark, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm a big fan of the programming and all that effects in general. Like Americans has been really good. Oh yeah. Uh, Snowfall, which was awesome. I'm kind I of don't know that one. Uh, it's it's the telling of how crack actually started in the, US, oh. the United States in Los Angeles, how it started with the FBI and uh. some gangs and other stuff like that, and how they turned coke into crack. Okay. Yeah, it, it was very well done. It's told from three different points of view, so it's it's an informative piece. So yeah, it was very like. I think the next season comes uh, September or something like that. So, hmm. it, like the FX program, every time you finish a show, you're like, what the hell is gonna happen next week? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, just so more TV than movies then, huh? Because that's you know readily yeah, available. I guess I've been more into TV than movies in the past few years. I wanted to ask this movie question though. Yeah. Uh, what is one of your niche movies something that if it's on tv you watch it or you watch it every couple years because you want to refresh or you've seen it a hundred times american movie american movie yeah i get in trouble for watching that movie too many times i don't know what that is i mean i have other go-to movies that i've watched too many times like star trek the new jj abrams star trek okay i thought you were gonna say save the whales one and i'm like dude seriously (laughs) and i've watched iron man too many times the original one the first one, I mean? Sorry. Yeah. yeah, first, yeah. Okay. Iron the Man start 1, of I guess. the MCU. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my wife makes fun of me all the time for watching those Why? movies. Why? they well, I've watched them too many times. Dude, I've seen like three <laughs> yeah. Amigos yeah. and a couple movies. But yeah, American Movie. I don't want to pass yeah, that no, up. Yeah, what is, what is that? Movie? American Movie is the story of Mark Borchardt. And he is a independent filmmaker ah. in a small town, I guess, in Wisconsin. Okay. In like 1990. Six or 97 I don't know somewhere around there and him and his strange friends in the neighborhood yeah. are trying to make a movie huh when did, it, when did this movie come out like 96 or 97 something oh. like that huh. have to find maybe it. 2000 99 I don't know but yeah that's my go to watch a million times documentary my brother's a huge movie buff so I'm sure he knows everyone who's been in that movie <laughs> and so I got Mark Borchart on my last album Oh, wow. And I thought I was... I thought I had him do some stuff on the Oracle of Outer Space, too, but now I'm... You're not sure. Now I'm not sure if I did. Well, when it, I don't think I did. When it gets past the pilot and into did, many did more I, did episodes... Did I forget to have Mark Borchardt in this? Okay, but no, because I remember... Like, vaguely remember you bringing his name up at the convention. Hmm. So there has to be something from him in it. I don't know, maybe. We talked for a he might be in it. I'm, I'm kind of spacing out. I'm not sure. That's weird. <laughs> so, um... 
but it, yeah, that's your that's your main go-to movie. Yeah, it's it's that and Idiocracy. Oh, Idiocracy is a good movie. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that one. I haven't watched it in a while though, so I'm I'm gonna need to go back and watch it again. Yeah, it's been a couple. But years. American Movie, check that out. Okay, yeah, definitely. The greatest documentary. Is it on Netflix or Hulu? Do you know a place where it's? I don't watch? know. Okay, so yeah, just find it. It's probably on Amazon. Just buy it for the twenty bucks it normally yeah. is. So that's good. It actually, I think it got sold to Sony. Oh, so yeah, it's a Sony property. Oh yeah, don't yeah. fire me, guys. See, we're pro, pro, like promoting your movies. So hey, enjoy. <laughs> um, do you have a like? Favorite TV show too? That's been something that's resonated with you. Or? Just Legion. Legion. That's yeah. the main one. <laughs> Legion completely blew me away when it came out. It what was, is your it was favorite part about Legion? Actually, is it just the way it's shot or the characters? Well, first of all, one of the things is the music in it. Yeah. And I am a musician, composer. Okay. So I'm very focused on music lately, especially that's going through a big music thing right now. Um. And music is kind of my main thing, and always has been. I took time away from it to do other things, but music yeah, is... Yeah, I was about to say, you have a lot of projects Yeah, there, well, so. music is the thing. So wait, that's the day job? No. No. Unfortunately, no. <laughs> so wait, how many things do you work on? Too many. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I I'm, I'm, I'm do too much. Wait, how long have you done music? Since I was like 13 or 14 or something, so... Is that like you went to school for it? or you Yeah, just, oh, I'm wow. still going to school for it. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what, is, what is the major that you're shooting for? Um... Uh, I am about to get a master's certificate in composition and orchestration for film, TV, and video games. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you're like big band orchestra? And orchestra, all that. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is that your favorite type of yes. music? <laughs> you're just like, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so does that go back to even like classical styles? Oh, yeah. Okay. Of course, yeah. So then. Very much. I was just listening to Bartok on the way here. I was here. about to ask, what, what were you listening to recently? I was listening to Bartok on the way here, the string quartets. Um, then I, this is going to be an offshoot question, but, um, then do you like the big bands like ska stuff, like Mighty Mighty Boston's and all that? That Well, not a huge band, but. You, you're calling, wait, that's big band? That's, that's like, called, that's modern like, day big band. Oh, like swing stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not really. When there was like 15 people on a stage with all Oh, I like the concept of it. But not the music? Yeah, maybe not the music. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, because that is the... the uh, well, like, is, so big band originally re- refers to orchestras? Or? That's sort of like jazz kind of thing. Oh, I think that, yeah. I think that came from jazz. So, like classical to jazz, and then that eventually was kind of a gone. big band. <laughs> some, somehow, yeah. So then, is it classical is your favorite genre? Yeah, or? yeah. What period? Well, it's often I don't know called. All the periods, I think it's you know. yeah. Well, the period that's sort of in between 19th century and 20th century. Oh wow! So like Stravinsky, Prokofiev, Bartok, Ravel. Uh, I know Ravel. Those, those types of things. There. Yeah. Oh, nice. And then for modern music, what are some of your favorites? Zappa and all. Steve Vai is someone I've listened to forever. That was the person that actually inspired me to get into. When I saw him on TV, I wanted to play music. Oh, wow. Nice. Guitar. So that started your whole... Yeah. Then what started everything else? I tried to get <laughs> Steve Vai in the Oracle Auto Space, too. He wouldn't do it. Oh, that so. sucks. Yeah. Once again, after the pilot, there's many things that will happen. So that'll get there. Yeah. So, <laughs> But no, so wait. That, like, so that was your passion. That got you into your passion for music. What got you into passion for doing 18 billion other things that you do? Just you wanted Systems. to jack of all trade and just knowing everything? Yeah, I like figuring out how to do things. Okay, that's awesome. I've never gotten into mechanical things though. And I hope it doesn't happen. Because <laughs> you don't have I don't want to start anyways. fixing bicycles and, and uh, no. No, I was thinking about like that. fixing computer you fix computers and all that? No. No? Oh, no. oh I love building computers. No. 
Um, we're already about 46 minutes, and I don't want to keep that bad? you too. No, no, I try to go to an hour, and I don't know how much time you have. So, and then um, back to the because we kind of talked on a little bit. But so, what was your first actual passion project that you started? Was it the documentary, or did you do something before that? And where can people find these passion projects of yours so they can watch them all? Well, everything is from I guess you can find out everything on CarlKingdom.com. Oh yeah, true. No, yeah. Okay. But we we're gonna get back my to that first passion project. Yeah. Man, I don't know. I mean, that was that was back in high school. Oh, okay. Started my first project. It was a spe- I've always been really. I've been recording albums and making magazines and making wow. albums and making uh, and then so writing then, books. So, is there anything else that you want to talk about that you're working on that is in process right now or nearing the end of its process, or is it basically Oracle that's the main thing focus right now? My main focus right now is music. So I'm really, really focused on orchestrating, learning orchestration, listening to classical it's music. Like yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm totally obsessed with that right now. Wow, nice. Maybe I won't be obsessed with it in another week when I figure it out. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> Just gives, give me some time to get it. No, but it's such a deep subject that I'm uh, in the kiddie pool right now with it. It's history and music at the same time, basically. Yeah, it, and it's a very deep subject that takes forever to learn, so it's a good thing so for me. So the classical instruments, what's your favorite instrument? Uh, I usually say bassoon. Bassoon? <laughs> yeah. Is that to fuck with people, or is that really... No, no, no. <laughs> I love it. And then I found out about the contrabassoon. What's... Wait, what? The what's contrabassoon that? is just a bigger, deeper bassoon, oh, like okay, a bass so guitar like, okay. versus a guitar. It's the bass bassoon. The bassoon is already a bass instrument. Contrabassoon is below that. So it's wait, do you play that too? No, but I had a dream that I played oh, wow. last night. Do you play any instruments? Yeah. Which ones do you play? Um, primarily guitar and bass player. Oh, nice. No, no lead or rhythm guitar. Both. Oh wow. Okay. That's people usually just go to one of those paths. So yeah, but like, I, don't, I, I can do both. But I'm not. <laughs> I'm not like a a perform. I'm not. I, I do not pursue the uh, performing anymore. Okay. Like going out and playing in bands or anything yeah, yeah. like that. It's all composition and recording at this point. And playing at home and yes. playing for your wife. No, I no. don't play for her. No. <laughs> okay, she would leave me. Oh, wow. Okay. We, we know more about your relationship. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so I, I just want to get back to Oracle mm-hmm. to finish up with that. Um, what is the next step for you in that that you're allowed to talk about? Like, I know you're trying to push it a few places. Have you gotten anything? Right or? now it's just being animated. Oh, okay. The whole thing is just in animation, uh, slowly being animated by Lance, and we're Which going you were to... You going to let me see a little bit of it. I was, <laughs> yeah, I was going to play it for you, but my phone wouldn't load it. That's our internet connection here. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Lance is working on that, and uh, I have the idea of trying to debut it at the L.A. Comic Con in October. Oh, nice. Stan Lee Kamikaze or whatever the hell it's called. It's now, now called so. something else. Yeah, it's, it's not even Stan Lee or L.A. Comic Con now. I know. It's, it's like me. Beyond Fest. Yeah, I think so. I, oh, wait, that's Beyond Fest? Oh, God. Why did it? Three different names in three years. That's I don't weird. get this at all. It's weird. Well, I think I understand. I brought this up on an earlier podcast, too. Is <clears> like it, there's a lot more anime there now, too. So calling it Kamikaze isn't really respectful to the Japanese culture. So you might want to throw that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Didn't think of that. Yeah, so throwing that out made sense since you're going to have but a lot of... But then they moved to Stan Lee's Comic-Con. Yes. 
But Which then Stan- that's no, well, it was always Stanley Kamikaze. Oh. So Stanley's always it's his Comic Con. Yeah. So But is it still Stanley's at this point? I believe this might be if he's still alive by that point, this might be the last year he'll be there cuz he oh. said he's actually cutting back from a lot of his conventions. Hmm. I believe he's doing WonderCon and that and or not WonderCon, sorry. Uh, San Diego Com- Comic-Con hmm. that and I believe he did Emerald City and then like after that he's kind of like you know, he's getting his wife passed away last year. He's oh. getting out up there, so I understand that he wants to just take a break and stay local. Mm-hmm. He's amazing too, so I really want to go to Beyond Fest or whatever it's called now, so I can just meet him one time. <laughs> uh, for your like con schedule, do you are you going to is other than Beyond Con? Are you doing San Diego Comic Con? Are you doing any no. of the other smaller cons? Uh, doing Son of Monster Palooza, and I don't remember when that is. I don't even know where that is. Son of Monster Palooza in Burbank. Oh, okay. It's all of these incredible creature creator artists that work in movies. Yeah. And they all go there and show off their oh, stuff. Oh, I wonder if Evil Ted will be there. What? I'm not sure. He He's a costume creator. I interviewed him a couple... He, oh, okay. he made the Giver unit on Giver, but I don't know if you know what that is. So, <laughs> um, He also did a couple... Uh, the. So yeah, sorry to bring up somebody else on your podcast. No, uh, that's fine. He did the taxi cab, put together and destroyed Fifth Element. So as they're oh, flying wow. in and all that, he, yeah. we were talking about all the different things he did. And I was like, that was one of the interviews where I just sat there and handed the mic to him and <laughs> talked, basically. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's so bad. I can't do that. That's why I'm actually trying to interview you a little bit for this one. That's <laughs> um, fine. The one, uh, I want to get back to where we can find everything again. But uh, what is one thing about you you'd kind of like to share with people? Like something that, you know... It's hard, but keep going with your process, or you know, uh, I'm really a nice guy, and I have a resting bitch face, or you know, just something you want to share about. That's a good one. Okay, you're like, I'll take that. (laughs) (laughs) I'll pick that. No, uh, something that popped into my mind for some reason is that I'm really against cult leaders, and and that's a strange thing to say at this moment, but. I, I, I wish there was something I could do about cult leaders. Me too. But does that does that apply to organized religion? <laughs> sure. <laughs> so yeah. It, it all come. I feel like so much of human society is structured around charisma. Yeah. And it's very frustrating, and I see it all the time. But I haven't been able to do anything about it, and I don't think I will be. Well, and especially like um, I really like Smallville. One of the main actresses from Smallville, Allison Mack, just got a tr- like she was one of the. Co-cult leaders where they were abusing women. I'm like, what the oh. hell is going on in this world? So yes, let's oh. get rid of all cult leaders. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, we're already at about an hour. Uh, where can everybody find it again? And can you just spell it out because some people are need that. <laughs> well, my name is Carl King, K-I-N-G. It's Carl with a C, and then I have my own kingdom, so it's Carl Kingdom. That should, be, that should be easy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, Carl with a C is important because a lot of people do spell it with a K these days. Carl King was actually a composer of circus music. You just really stick to everybody, don't In you? In Ohio, <laughs> and I'm from Ohio. So I, I was going to try to find out if I'm related to this guy. He wrote, like, the main Barnum and Bailey theme, I think. So wait, is, is there a SAG for music, too, to where, like, if you guys shared the same name, you can't have that name, or...? I don't know, but he spelled his name with a K. Is Carl. Oh, okay. But it's. Uh, I want to find out if I'm somehow related. That's what like uh, the genealogy and all the like 23andMe's are for. So yeah, yeah sign up for that stuff. It's too creepy. <laughs> I agree. And then they get to keep your information. That's where another thing yeah. I've lost. And who's going to use that someday? Exactly. Is Donald Trump going to look up that he information and will. kill me? Probably. Yeah. Because you're related to Car- that other Carl King. That's yeah. the whole reason. <laughs> yeah, he'll just decide he hated Carl King, hates the circus, and let's get rid of all of the kings. 
Well, then, okay, anything else you want to say about uh, oracles of outer space or anything you want to throw out there before we end it? I hope that it's not a big disaster. Dude, it looks great. Like, it looks on, good. Honestly, not, I sat there and talked with you guys for a minute. I watched that. I read the, uh, the breakdown of it, talking with Joni. I'm not saying the last name again. Brosis. Brosis. Joni Brosis. Joni Brosis. And uh, a couple other people that were at the booth. Like I said, it, everyone has, is passionate about it. It looks fun. It looks great. I'm really hoping it goes somewhere because this looks awesome. And I kind of, like I was saying to you at the convention, it, it fits into like Adult Swim or some of the uh, content that's like on Crackle now with Supermatch and all that where stupid, funny, but just out there and great at the same time. And that you have people from Metalocalypse and cosplayers. You're bringing a lot of communities together that's that true. should have, like, help promote this and build this into something great. Well, I hope so. But uh, what if there's that thing that I just don't know yet? That yeah. I just did, I didn't know it needed a beginning, middle, and end or something. That's like that. true. Or so to it, not it make could, a comment on Twitter. It like, could just be really bad at the end. True. After all of this, it could be terrible. But we'll, we'll see. Yeah, well, you don't know until it happens until <laughs> yeah. you get there. I think that's really the best thing to close out with is yeah. set the plan, proceed with the plan, and realize when you get to the end, you might have needed to do a couple other things, but hey, at least you completed what you set out to do. Yes, and, that, then, and that's the goal. Yeah. That's all I can do. Finishing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And there's a lot of do people you know the saying, uh, done is the engine of more? No. Yeah. The cult of done. The cult of Dunn. Yeah, look up the cult Wait, of Dunn. we just said no cults. No cult leaders. I don't think there's a leader to this cult. Okay, just for everybody. It's just a cult. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but no, thank you for taking the time. Yeah, thank you. Uh, guys, seriously, check out uh, Carl Kingdom. Check out the documentary. Check out his music. Check out Oracles of Outer Space. Uh, I really, really want this to go somewhere, so really follow, like it, contribute talk about it everywhere is there a hashtag you want to go along with no. that no okay we're staying out of the hashtag game um but no yeah that definitely check it all out uh hope you guys enjoyed this episode oh wait you want to say something i was just gonna say i always want to say thank you to my writers oh what my about, co-writers what about your, or my writers you know uh, well i wrote this episode oh, okay. but then i brought in two of my old friends that are fantastic writers Do you want to give them a shout out and where to find them you can't really find them anywhere. They're they're With my the old my old friends. One oh. lives in Maryland and one lives in. Well, no, Colorado. I don't know if they have like Instagram or. Not something Not really. Like that. No, they're not really online. Okay, do you want to at least give them a shout out? To <clears> yeah, you know Martin and Ian. Martin Persley and Ian Koss, who uh, also my old friend Chubode. These are all oh, old nice. friends of mine. Old friends that you know D and D. Oh, that's geeks, awesome. You know? Okay. <laughs> Maybe not Martin, uh, but anyway. <laughs> He's not that geeky. <laughs> these guys always cover my ass and and you know i write the basic structure i'm like you have to make this thing better like please help me tell me when i'm being done make it good <laughs> you guys have to be funny and, and fill it all in so that's what so you set the base and then they fill in all the comedy yeah and then i remove everything that they did so like it has to be straight a little bit guys come on <laughs> but it's it's seriously i can't uh, and i feel like in the past on some projects they haven't gotten credit so I always want to give them credit for helping me oh, with my creative stuff. Oh, because they've helped you stuff. on others. Oh, yeah, we've been working Like the documentary and all that, too? We've or? been working since way back. Oh, wow, yeah, Very so you long. definitely deserve to give them credit. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, but thank you. Thank you yeah. guys for helping him write. Once again, check it out. Give him a follow. If, he's, if the GoGo's Indiegogo is still going, still contribute. Because, yes, I definitely want to see this made. And also, if you happen to work for a studio, uh, maybe not Sony or Sony, uh, get this picked up guys like you can go and find all this and this would be awesome then you might be able to go i helped make that so that would be great guys but no hope you all enjoyed it have a great weekend and as always remember to stay 
kind of geeky. Stay kind of geeky.